Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. We're going to talk about a few things today. And one of them has to be about the unrealistic optimist. You know, a lot of times when we go out there and we are dating and 30 plus years, I've observed a lot of people made a lot of notes. And one thing that I realized Yes, we avoid the downers. We avoid the dream killers. We avoid the negative avoid the negative Nellies. We do all of that. But another thing that we don't do so efficiently. We don't filter out the unrealistic optimists. What is this? The unrealistic optimist is a person that's very phobic about disappointment and negativity. They put that optimistic spin on it. Usually, they're very spiritual, whether it's religion or whether it's some other philosophy they believe in. These people are persistently seeking affirmation of some sort. Many of them are trying to find the answers in life. A lot of them live life by book. So as a book comes out, they read it because it's their favorite guru of life, dating coach, life coach, whatever kind of coach you want to put on it. And they're following this person's philosophy. Now, as a leader and listener on this show, The one thing that I don't want you to do is to be a follower. Each of you are leaders and you go in your own way for your own destiny. And the reason why we want that in particular, the reason why I require it is because of the fact that life is something that I will never master. I will survive it just like many other people. And I would be foolish to sit here and give you all these inspirational quotes and all this uh, guru knowledge and have you follow. Instead, I share experiences with you and things that I've learned along the way. So this is up to you to select the tools that you would like to go through life with that you could use. And some of this may not be relevant to you, but the one thing I don't wanna do is to indoctrinate you and have you alter your thinking solely based on 
things I present to you on this show. See, I'm one of the only people that can honestly say this with no dog in the fight. I'm not asking you to go out and buy a book because I haven't finished mine yet. And when you do go to buy it, the only thing you're going to find the same things we talk about here on this show. And I'm going to emphasize not indoctrinating you, not manipulating you. I don't want to do that. Because you have a right to live your life as you so see fit. You could bring these things into your life that you will need to help you along the way. And the things you don't need, you leave them. But see, here's the problem for many of you. You get bombarded by people that are constantly trying to make you think their way, to control you in so many ways. And the problem is you get burned out and get fatigued on that shit, many of you. I know I do, because it happens to me all the time. Can't tell you how many of these people that get their masters in psychology trying to contact me to be on the show. And the reason for that they want to go and give me this highbrow perception of everything. Well, that would work well on a show that was designed that way. But I talk to you just like I talk to somebody that I'm sitting across the table from. Without the psychologist in the room. Because a lot of you are not there yet. And some of you don't need to go there. It varies. I always tell you, if you need help, get it. Don't mess around. Get your help. Now let's go on here. Sometimes these people are delusional. They want to put a nice bow on everything. You know, Psychological manipulation. Prime example, movies. Majority of movies, guess what? Two things that do not get killed in movies. Babies and animals. And of course, you have good versus bad animals, don't you? Oh, they'll kill the bear, not the dog. People have those in their homes. They want you to come back and see another movie. So, basically, you're appeasing the audience. A lot of these folks are phobic about reality. You've gone on dates with women like these fellas. Now, I don't want to hear anything negative. Uh, no, I don't. Uh-uh. So, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, I'm a janitor. Oh, you know what? Let's let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something positive. Well, fellas, that is a red flag for you. What this means is that just like she had pivoted like that, that's the way your relationship's going to be. You're not at some point going to be able to communicate with her when it comes down to telling her something that's very vital and something that may be negative or disappointing. I lost a job years ago and 
I was dealing with a lady with these characteristics. I told her about, well, you know, I, I got some other opportunities I'm gonna go and pursue. Oh, I, I can't be with a man with, without a job. I'm sorry, I, I, I just can't do it because it, 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 it may rub off on me. Did not want to be around anything negative. I was without a job for three days. And what I decided to do is not let her know that I got employment, just to see how far this would go. To this day, that woman never called me back. So I got my answer. I started noticing this with other women I dated with some of these same characteristics. And I started seeing patterns form. Also in myself, in choosing women like that. Because during that time, what I was doing, I was out there with the floodgates open, giving every woman a chance that came through the gate. Before I had to realize, yeah, I need to use filters. Now, the other thing, A lot of times others will have to motivate them instead of them motivating themselves. This is another thing that you'll have to consider. Haven't you ever dated someone and they didn't take care of themselves and then when you started dating them, they started spiffing up they start cleaning themselves up. It's like you flipped on a switch and they're activated. Kind of interesting how that dynamic works sometimes. The other thing too, they will be very spiritual or inspirational, inspirational and many of their quotes and assertions. You go into their offices at work, they got all these damn inspirational quotes. Go to their homes, they have them there. They'll have them on little stickers inside their car. That's a red flag, fellas. They've been through something. Now, one thing that we have to realize is that no matter what kind of situation you've gone through that was negative, challenging, the one thing to keep in mind, everybody has their own experience and everybody approaches it differently. And what you'll find is that a lot of people that didn't have control in their lives for whatever reason may lean on these things. Take for instance, a woman who's uh, survived breast cancer you will commonly see things like this for them. Now, there's nothing wrong with that as far as using this as a support crutch, but when it becomes a lifestyle, when it becomes a way of life where you get to a point of denial, and this is not just to point out women with breast cancer. I've dated women with breast cancer, you ovarian cancer, and various other conditions. So 
They look for hope, just like everybody else does every day in life, in some way, form, or fashion. But the thing is, is that where it is balanced for a relationship, The other thing, fear of being manipulated. They're very phobic about this. Many times people who have been traumatized don't want to fall victim again. They're going to have the guard up. And so that means that just because you're friendly, someone they like, someone they know, don't be surprised if you get punched every once in a while, metaphorically, because that sensor kicks in for them to, don't forget, you're trying to avoid being manipulated. So let me safeguard you now. And so with this, they may um, flip the script on you. They may have a history of trauma that they don't want to talk about, but they will display it in the way they behave. You'll know. Trust me, you will know. And many of them will have very high limitations on you in order to date them, go out with them, or be with them. So that means you're going to have to have one of these high tolerance levels. So who are they looking for in order to date them? They're actually looking for someone that's very hypersensitive. And when I say hypersensitive, I'm talking about you, you're paying attention to every little thing. And again, this is not really a normal relationship. You're doing too much to get so little back. That's the reason why a lot of these women wind up by themselves for an extended period of time. Oh, they pat themselves on the back about the work that they've done for themselves, how they've worked on themselves. True enough, kudos to them. But the problem is, the people they're meeting has not gone through that trauma or gone through that situation. If you were in a bad marriage for 25, 30 years and you had to go and build yourself up this way, that's your burden. I'm not required in any way to help you in that journey. That's something you should have accomplished or worked on when you had that time to yourself. We all are a work in progress. No matter how you may think that person to be. We all are. That confident man that you look up to and put on that pedestal, work in progress. That fine woman that you see, work in progress. You're just looking at the external factor. If you look at the 360 of that person, you will see that they still have things that they're working on too. Even though we say we don't want perfection, 
That's what we seek. And many times in others. Because we've given up on ourselves. The other thing we have to look at. They're phobic about they're phobic about negative people. You could have a relative that died that's way down the family line, up in age. Some of them are so phobic, they don't want to be around you. These are people that are afraid things are going to rub off. You see this a lot, especially with these people trying to get into these celebrity circles. They may not have made it on that A list, B list, or C or D list yet. But they want to get rid of all the people that's going to drag them down and make them look bad. And these are the very people they need in their lives in many cases. Family members, friends. And they haven't made any major infractions. It could be that maybe one didn't graduate from an Ivy League school. Oh, they get petty like that. And that person, they warrant a sense of embarrassment. It gets like that sometimes. Now there's also a positive bias with these individuals. They honestly believe no matter what, it has to have a positive spin on it. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, I believe it was either ABC or CBS that tried it years ago to have positive news. Nobody wanted to see that shit because it was too scripted. People wanted the reality of what's happening. Good, bad, or indifferent, just tell us. Because see, the problem with being in denial on things, it's very, very easy to be manipulated. Because you become very naive on other things. You look at these pastors in these churches. You look at people like Jim Jones. Promoting the good, supposedly what it was all about just like with a lot of these other churches that will remain nameless where people are taking advantage of people that are emotionally stressed underage women the son of the guy that was at the Hillsong Church down there in Australia he just got let off on charges for the sins of his father, sleeping with underage women. The other thing we got to look out for is 
what is called the lifestyle equation. I live this way so therefore these things won't happen in my life. You know, like the people that say, well, you know, God's got the shield on me and nothing's going to happen to me. Bullshit. There's nothing going to happen to you just like anybody else. You're not exempt. When I was little, there was this man that used to always say things like that. And I never forget one day before he left the house, he said that very same thing, died in an automobile accident only an hour later. You don't know, life is unpredictable. It would, nice, it would be nice to have a book or some kind of guidance on where you need to go in life or what you need to do to protect yourself. You don't know. I'm sitting here right now. A Lockheed TriStar L-1011 can fall out of the sky and take me out. It can happen. Now, will I obsess over something like that? No. But the other thing is, I'm not going to be so paranoid about it. Because you still have to live life. Because you don't want to be paralyzed in life either. And then again, you don't want to also be so anxious that you put yourself in a frenzy and probably have other health problems based on it. Not worth it. Balance. A lack of identity is another issue. People don't know who they are. Remember that question I always tell you out of those four categories of questions for vetting a person? Who are you? Where you're asking the person to tell you about themselves? Something very simple. A lot of people can't do that. The only thing you're doing is looking yourself in the mirror without anything you own and describing who you are and what you're about. That's it. Now, another thing to keep in mind. These people usually become comfortable not being around others. In other words, they become isolationists a bit. Now, it gets to a point where the only people that can be around them are people that have gone through the experience or people that they're going to have very close to them believe as they do. Just like most groupthink type of uh, situations. So they might have their yoga mat, have their chai tea, have their philosophy book or whatever book that they're reading from some guru. And they have their diet. They only want to be around people like that. You see, one thing that you got to remember about us as humans, when we don't like ourselves, 
We try to alter ourselves in many ways. Even our behavior, even our lifestyle, even, in some cases, our preferences in partners. I'll never forget, I dated a lady that was in her mid-40s. I was around in my late 20s at that time. I was like close to 30. I think I was 29 or so. And she and I had gone out. And she was kind of removed. She lived out in the Gora Hills. And I couldn't quite figure her out. And I tried to get her to talk to me, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was like she was on the date, but not there. And so I went on to uh, try to end it by saying, well, I, you know, I guess we had a wonderful time together. Trying to put a positive spin on it. And she says, yes, we did, didn't we? I didn't know whether that was sarcasm or whether she was just going to try to gaslight me. I said, well, you know, I guess uh, this will be our first and last meeting. She said, oh, no, it won't. We'll, 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 we'll definitely be together again. We'll, we'll meet again for sure. Now, at the time, I didn't know. She was preoccupied thinking about something else, staring out the window in the whole nine yards. Our second date... Oh, we, I think we went to Marineland, if I'm correct, down in Palos Verdes when it was open. And we were walking around some of the exhibits with the show. And we sat down. And she says, um, there's something I need to tell you. And I'm like, okay. She says, I wanted to tell you on our last date. After my divorce... I fell deeply in love with a woman. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, are you still there? She said, well, no, we broke up. But what I wanted to know is, would that be a threat to you as a man? I didn't want to smile. I'm like, look, if you've been with a woman before, we can have some threesomes. No, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there. But I let her know that it was okay. Didn't have a problem with it. I was like, could you call that lady up and we could probably... But here's what happened. We wound up going out that night. I think we went to the Strand, if I'm correct. It's so long ago. I think we went to the Strand down in Redondo. And we went to this places bar and she asked me she says um, would you have a problem if she still remained my friend I'm still thinking threesome possibility I'm still thinking this well, I got a chance to meet this lady. I didn't want to say anything, but I said to myself, you fuck that? Now I'm saying to myself, well, you know, I guess they had a nexus. They had a connection. 
But what I started to understand was this. Both she and this other woman, they had been in a very abusive marriage in the past. Physically abusive, emotionally abusive, mentally abusive. And the lady that I was out with, very nice looking woman, very pleasant. But what I still saw was something that was missing. And then she started with the rules for our relationship. And that's when I knew it's time for us to go our separate ways. Now, it wasn't an inclusive thing. It was basically she had a structure. And much of the structure was based on the relationship she had with this other woman. Because this other woman still had some say in her life because she introduced her into a different way of living and thinking. That wasn't gonna happen. And to this day, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna be truthful. I'm glad that woman that she was with was unattractive. That's at least from my perspective. So that helped me out a lot in that sense. So I didn't have any lingering, salacious interests. I was kind of disappointed in a way too, but that's all right. The other thing too that you'll be dealing with, and that is she will probably view others as potential adversaries. Now, ladies, this also can go for men because there's some men out there with these characteristics as well, so don't get it twisted. We're not just picking on you. My experience has only been with women in this regard. Now, these people may want to have you alter your lifestyle as well. And fellas, this is the one, the one thing that you have to be careful of. Some of them will do it in order to maybe have you eat better, maybe take care of yourself better. Nothing's wrong with that. What goes wrong is when you start taking on the lifestyle to, that everything is one flavor. You got to go through one path. You know, it's like people that get into these cults and would have to do only things, things only one way. I like diversity. Like for instance, I like Amazon, okay? But the one thing that I'm not gonna do, Amazon is not gonna be the go-to for everything. Just like a Walmart for me is not a go-to for everything. Most of us that are on limited income know that we shop at Walmart and Target for certain things that we can't get at Dollar Tree or we can't get at the 99 cent store that we can't get at Dollar General. We realize that. So what you have is this strata of purchasing, just like you do in life. You wanna have a strata of things. You don't want one particular thing to kind of be the hub of your existence. Diversify, 
What do you think we do with investments? Same thing. Diversify your resources. As I told you, life by book some people live by. You know, every word that comes out of some guru's mouth, they're buying the book and sucking it up. The devotion that some people had towards the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, or something like that, they may now put towards some person that they put on a pedestal as being the spiritual leader. You know, you've seen a lot of these where the people will go dress in white and this person will drive around the Rolls Royce with the turban on or something of that sort and they are led by this individual. They've seen it over the years. A lot of times it's a lack of direction. The other thing too, they will also follow that guru, the person that gives the message becomes more important than the message itself. The one thing I try to emphasize on this show is the message that I give you will always outweigh me. The information that I share with you. Because it's all about provoking thought. That's all it's about. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to manipulate you, indoctrinate you, or anything like that. I'm pointing some things out. That's it. Hell, I got to be responsible for my own life. How in the hell am I going to be responsible for everybody else's? It's not my job. Now, these folks are biased in relationships. And what I mean by this in particular, many times if you're not that positive person that is gonna blow smoke up their asses all the time, tell them what they wanna hear, they don't want you. This is how a lot of women get used. This right here is the main reason, ladies, those of you that claim that you don't want to hear negative or anything like that, this is the incentive for men to lie to you. And this is how they sleep with you and leave your asses with babies sometimes. Because they play that superficial charm role. They're trying to get you to sign on. Now you think you have your catch. You got the catch meow. You got this good man in your life. You no, know, my dear, what you have is a depiction of your delusion that you created that he's going to take advantage of now that you've invited him in. And then you get mad at yourself. And you double down, triple down on those standards as if that's going to help you. No, the problem is not the wall that you set up to keep people out. The problem is what's inside the walls that you have created. You. And it comes down to something like that. And as I've told you, fellas, that woman that is into you, you're not going to have to scale the walls. She's going to lower the drawbridge. 
to let you in. It's up to you to look inside that castle when she drops that drawbridge to see whether or not you could deal with some of the things that are inside. You know, it's like in the Middle Ages, and even when the Romans used to siege these castles. Understand one thing. They knew what they had to do on the outside of the castle in order to get in. But guess what they didn't know? They didn't know about the shit they had to deal with after they got over those walls. What they were facing. Let's go on, shall we? They will have an aversion to traditions as well. And this means that whatever did not work for them in the past, from the past, they may be phobic about it. You know, so the person that maybe was a Christian, something happened to them after all that praying, and then it got to a point and say, well, that shit didn't work for me. Let me go and head in this direction. And therefore, they devalue Christianity and everything associated with it. Even people who are Christians. I'm just using this as an example. But this can apply to any sort of perceived failure by a person where they can point the finger. All right, there's some people that will act as if they know better than a doctor does. And it's not uncommon for these people in this lifestyle choice to also go to a homeopathic uh, guru as opposed to a doctor or to try to self-medicate themselves. They want everything natural and herbal. The one thing to keep in mind with people like this, if it's something serious that they don't want to really take a look at, you're going to be in crisis mode at some point with this person where you're trying to probably save their lives. Talking them into going to the doctor or something like that. And the person may be pessimistic about going to a doctor. They may give you the philosophy behind not going. All right, it's their, it's their right. But here's the thing. And please remember this. Just like you have the will and the interest to protect your partner and help your partner as much as you can, that person also wants that should have to be able to have the desire to do the same for themselves. And many times... It may be too late if they procrastinate too long. One thing that I had to learn in life, when something doesn't work and you try to fix it, instead of sitting there with it broken down in your front yard like a car, scrape some money together, take it to the shop, and put your pride on the back seat. Or if you can't do that, part it out. Because the one thing you have to understand, 
you will encounter things in life that are larger than you and that will definitely challenge you. And if you don't know what you're doing, consult a professional. I always do. Even with the experiences that I have, the things I share with you, if I run into a problem, I'll consult a professional. Because I don't wear my pride on my sleeve. Even some of the things that I present to you on this show, I do the research so that I will understand what I'd gone through and be able to convey it better to you. And the way you do that, consult a professional, somebody that's reputable. So you have an idea. Oh, that's what it's called. That's what it's referred to as. And I share articles with you that you share with me some of the things. And that's the way we learn together. We grow together. Because that's what life is all about, growing. We learn something new every day. Some of you probably woke up this morning, didn't know you were going to get a raise. And you went into work. Found out somebody had quit. And now you've been promoted. Some of you guys woke up this morning and found out you are going to be a father soon. Some of you ladies woke up this morning and realized that you're pregnant and you're pissed off at it. Probably already had kids and no one anymore and now you got another one coming. As long as we can acknowledge that life is unpredictable and respect that reality, we'll do well in life. Yes, we can plan, but we can also adjust. And that's the cool thing about it. So, what are some of the things that are going to happen here? People will have philosophies that they will live by. They may have an impact on their diet. Exercise regimen will be also involved. And also, an open attitude towards sex. In other words, these individuals will be far more liberal and less judgmental. Now, this is just from my experience only. I'm not here to write the holy grail for everything that can happen. Because, see, people like to come at you like that when you actually do something they don't do. They want a catch-all. They want something that covers everything. Well, you know what? There's nothing in life that covers everything. If there was, we wouldn't have problems individually. Each of us every day contend with something. And we learn to manage it. We learn to cope with it. I just wanted to share these things with you folks so that if you happen to get into a relationship or starting a relationship and this person goes in this direction, you know some of the characteristics that you may be contending with. 
Take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.